Good Thursday evening, Grace Point. Welcome, welcome in to the Granville Firecracker 5 <laughs> teachings in the book of Matthew. We are going through Matthew. We're making good progress. We're going to be through chapter 17 real, real soon. Father, bless the hearing of the word and the preaching of the word. I pray for your grace and your mercy. Open our hearts and minds, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we left Jesus and his disciples heading to Jerusalem. Jesus continues to teach his disciples how to operate in the supernatural, rebukes them when they don't get it right, but he also gently teaches them and instructs them. And he keeps telling them he's going to die. And it makes them sorrowful, but he just keeps on his mission, and that's where we'll pick up. In verse, uh, I think it's verse 24. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher pay the temple tax? And he said, Yeah. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, and he said, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take uh, taxes, customs, or taxes? From their own sons or from strangers? And Peter said, Strangers. And Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in your hook, Take the fish that comes up first, and when he has opened his mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to him for both you and me. This is a great... Okay, so first of all, I want to go right back. Is this book not supernatural? I think four weeks ago, we was talking about... Isn't this book supernatural from first to last? They, they got to pay the temple tax. We'll talk about that in a second. They got to pay this temple tax, and Jesus says, Go throw a hook in the sea. And, you're, and he catches a fish, and the fish has two coins one for Jesus and one for Peter. <clears throat> that involves at least the word of knowledge, it involves seeing in the Spirit. I mean, it's supernatural. It also demonstrates again, as we taught way back when Jesus turned the Bread, bread, he multiplied the bread and he multiplied the fishes. He did it twice. Again, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Jesus is demonstrating he has the ability, okay? He has the ability to provide the needs of his people. That's what he's teaching. Peter, I can pay your taxes. I can multiply uh, loaves and fishes. It's absolutely 100% miraculous. He's teaching Peter to trust him. He's teaching Peter to trust him. That's the lesson that's going on here. If you seek first my kingdom, Matthew 6, we've been there, all these things will be added. Keep following me. And I'll meet all your needs. And actually, he's going to get into that a little more. I think. Yeah, in chapter 19, he's going to get into that a little more. We got a lot of lessons there. He's going to get even more. So <clears throat> he pays the tax. What's interesting here, too, when I used to read this, I didn't understand it. Because I thought <clears throat> that the Romans... <clears throat> 
were the ones that were taxing them. I don't know why I thought that. And I thought, well, if the Romans are taxing them, they're not the son of the Romans. I don't understand this teaching. But actually, they were collecting a temple tax. They were being taxed by their own people. And it was unlawful. They weren't doing it according to the law. This temple tax was added. There was no such thing as that given in the law. They weren't doing it by the law, and they were really wrongfully taxing their own people. And Jesus said, hey, should they be taxing us? We're the sons of the kingdom. Should we be, and, and uh, you know, should the sons be taxed? And the answer was obviously no, the sons should not be taxed. But very important lesson, he said, lest we offend them, go ahead and pay it. And he had obviously, Peter said, he had been paying it all along. Isn't that something? See, nothing stumbled Jesus. He didn't have to pay the temple tax, but he did. That reminds me, and, and see, okay, that is the very spirit and heart of Jesus. He didn't have to pay it, but he wasn't going to start a fight with them. He wasn't going to, he wasn't a rebel, like sometimes like he's presented. He's a revolutionary, but he wasn't a rebel like he's presented. He says, no, I don't want to offend them. I'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and pay that tax. And that um, very much reminds me of Paul's teaching in the book of, um, in, the, in the book of Galatians. He says in the book of Galatians chapter 5, Verse 13, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty, only do not use your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but through love serve one another. He says, don't use your freedom and your liberty as an occasion to your flesh, but rather use your liberty and your freedom with the opportunity to serve one another. Take that liberty and use it. And that's what Jesus did here. He wasn't going to offend them. He wasn't going to take his freedom and demand his rights and demand his own way and not pay them and make a point. Yeah, he didn't have to, but he was going to love them. And that's his whole nature. Flip over. We're talking about the nature of Jesus. And you see it there very clearly. You don't hear that preached a lot, but it's absolutely the truth. Uh, what, was the very, what was Jesus like? What was his nature what was it like to hang out with Jesus? How would he come off to us? Flip over to Philippians chapter 2. I never get tired of this scripture. We're going to start. Um, we're going to start in verse 3. Philippians 2, 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interest of others. Beautiful. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. Jesus wasn't trying to pick fights with people. 
You'll notice in these situations, as he's heading to Jerusalem and all these encounters he's having with the scribes and Pharisees, I mean, they're always the one picking the fight. What Jesus is doing is he's preaching truth. He's healing the sick. He's demonstrating the kingdom. He's loving his followers. The religious leaders are coming in and picking fights. And Jesus handles them differently than he handles the meek people that are coming to him, who he's healing, who he's feeding, who he's loving. Okay, When the religious leaders come in, they need to repent. And so Jesus is going to give them a straight word, and he's not afraid to do it. But the, the, the prostitutes and the harlots and all these, they were gladly hearing Jesus. That's interesting, isn't it? The everyday person was gladly hearing. They wanted to hear the good news. They wanted to see Jesus demonstrating the kingdom. But the scribes and Pharisees, it was threatening their religious and political system. And they were picking fights with Jesus. And the closer he gets to Jerusalem, the battle intensifies. And then Jesus does scathe them. But that's not what Jesus did day in and day out. Jesus was meek and lowly. He was gentle. People loved Jesus. Kids loved him. The Kids would run up to Jesus and sit on his lap. And he would lay his hands on them and bless them. People tried to get him to stop. He said, no, 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 let the kids come. Back then, kids didn't really have rights. Women really were treated like cattle in, in some societies. And in Jesus, they, they were lower class. Jesus treated women at equals. He talked to women just like he talked to men. He gave them great respect. He received kids. So the common person loved Jesus, and he was humble. And even here with the temple tax, which he was free not to pay, he wasn't trying to pick a fight. He was meek and lowly. But again, when I preached a few weeks back, notice the supernatural provision of God. Jesus is walking in the Spirit, and the Father was providing. Now, I could go on. It's going to be a little short tonight. I could go on, but I want to stop right there at the end of chapter uh, 17, and we'll, just, we'll pick up on chapter 18 next week.